Hey, my name is Chelsea and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at Chelsea N Coaching to learn more. Okay, let's get to this week's episode. As you may know, my goal for this podcast is to introduce you to entrepreneurs who have unique journeys and stories and to those who can give you actionable advice to use to personalize your time management and productivity systems. So I'm really excited today to introduce Caroline Kowalczyk and hear her story. So Caroline is a certified life coach for curious individuals who want to see their curiosity free and to create the life they can't stop thinking about. She mostly works with new and future entrepreneurs who want to embody their full self-expression and their personal life and business. She's also a podcast host and producer of the Unpurposeful Podcast, and she was also my coach when I started my business, and I'm incredibly grateful for her insights and supports and continued insight and support. So thank you so much for joining me today, Caroline. Oh, Chelsea, it's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast, and I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, thank you. So we'll we'll jump right in. I want to give a little bit of a background in your bio, but I'd love to just hear your story and your your entrepreneurship journey. Sure. So I am originally from Connecticut. I am first generation Polish American. So I grew up experiencing two cultures: speaking Polish at home, going to Polish school on Saturdays, <laughs> visiting family in Poland during the summers, and I think that that beginning really allowed me to open my eyes as a kid and understand that there was way more out there than just like my bubble at school. I have an educational background in political science and I went on to do a global master's in international relations where I lived in five different countries and I always thought that I'd end up working for the United Nations or working in human humanitarian services Uh, But I realized that during my master's program, I had access to many different type of global organizations and realized that I wanted to do something that had more of a direct impact that I could also see and experience. And that was kind of lacking for me within, you know, the systems that I saw. So I wasn't sure what that was at the time. And after graduation, I worked for a nonprofit and then I completely switched gears and started working in sales on Wall Street for a couple of years. And I decided after giving myself the time to develop those new skills and explore, I knew I wanted to make another very big change. So I hired a personal development coach to support me through that transition and It was incredible. I realized, you know, this is definitely what I want to do. And I also want to say that I had always been curious about coaching and remember almost making appointments previously to hiring my coach, but I had some limiting beliefs about what a coach was, what coaching Mm -hmm. could help me with. And so I kind of delayed that process. But then when I hired her and she helped me through my transition and I was able to see that transformation and impact that it had on my life. I was like, this is it. I am bought in. I am here for it. 
And soon after I got certified with IPEC, which is an internationally accredited coaching school with the ICF, the International Coaching Federation. And yeah, since then I've been coaching. It's been about almost four years now. Oh, that's amazing. I love that story. I think so many coaches find their path just by trying out everything else, right? You got to try a lot of different hats and experience a lot of different people and opportunities and just see what fits. So I love that. Yeah. And I remember when I was searching for a coach as well, I think it's, it's definitely, there's some limiting beliefs or a little bit of uncertainty about what it can provide or you may think it's like this magic bullet that's just going <laughs> to fix everything too. So yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's not until I think you experience coaching that you truly understand the transformation that it Mm -hmm. can make for your life. Or if you're lucky to know someone that has experienced working with a coach and, you know, they can share their experience, but there's, as you know, there's so many tangible and intangible benefits of coaching that it's really not until you experience it. And I knew that I needed to have that experience to really give me that buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. So who do you like to work with now? Who's kind of your ideal client that you're working with these days? Yeah. So that's a great question. I would say I'm, so I'm a general life coach, which means I work with all types of individuals, but the biggest influx of clients that I've seen recently have been new to future entrepreneurs or new to future coaches, which are also entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they decide to work for a company. But I think that that's been kind of the, the biggest crowd that I've been attracting is, is people that are ready to transition into their own business and they want to first work on their, you know, internal blocks on making that decision and and making that choice and then focusing on the tangible steps to, to getting them to creating that business and all the things beyond that. Yeah. I know. I remember when we worked together, I just, just gotten started in my business and it was so helpful to talk through a lot of the, like you said, the limiting beliefs. And one of the most valuable lessons I remember learning is that I can change my mind, which was huge for me to just have, have someone say that and recognize when I was just holding on to something because I was embarrassed of what people would, what people would think that if I change the direction or change some component of what I had built. I'm so grateful for that lesson that I learned and I hold it close every day. (laughs) Yeah, no, that one is such a good belief to hold on to because I think in entrepreneurship and honestly in life in general, Mm -hmm. that's just how it goes. Like there's no right or wrong way to live the life that you want to live, to run the business that you want to run, right? It's especially as a new entrepreneur, it's so important to allow yourself to have that permission slip Mm -hmm. so that you can actually grow, right? Because if you don't try something, you don't know whether or not you like it or not. And we, what we know from coaching and from life is that a lot of the times we learn from the things that we don't want to do. And that leads us to the direction that we want to be going in. That's great. One of the things that you and I have talked about too is being patient as we're growing our business. And so what, do you have any thoughts or or some advice that you'd like to share about helping entrepreneurs as they're learning patience? Yeah. So patience (laughs) is, 
is a virtue. <laughs> I think the way I like to think about business and business growth is it's really a relationship with yourself. So what I mean by that is I think a good question to ask yourself is why are you doing this work? Is it something that you're genuinely interested in or is it like something that you're doing because maybe you're like, this is a shortcut to getting rich Mm. fast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that online we see a lot of these success stories and highlight reels of, you know, coaches that are going from like zero to six figures in three to four months. And I think it's super easy to compare yourself to percentage of coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I ask that question, which is, you know, why, what is your why is because when you understand that, when you are getting impatient, you have your why in front of you and that's what keeps you going. So for example, there are going to be days where you're like, I wish this was going faster or why am I still here? Right. But when you understand that it's a process and that things take time, right. Mistakes need to be made to learn. And If it's something that you are genuinely interested in and that genuinely lights you up and that you are very interested in, then you will want to stay with it, right? Versus if you're doing something just because of like an external goal, it's really easy to get caught up because you're only focusing on the number, right? And it's okay if you want to get rich fast. There's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean to say that when you start your coaching business, you can't be successful faster. However, I do think that if you want to become a coach specifically or an entrepreneur in general, understand that progress is not linear and it's normal to have hard days. It's normal to be uncomfortable because as an entrepreneur, you're always doing the thing by yourself first, right? It's the first time you're doing something. So your brain is like, this is unknown. I'm freaking out. What are you doing? Stop. (laughs) And then it will give you the list of reasons why this is such a bad idea because your brain wants to protect you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think going back to the question (laughs) of you know, people that are struggling with impatience, ask yourself, why is it that you're doing this? Right? Like, don't put, don't give yourself a timeline. It's okay. It have goals, but understand that your success is measured by experience. So the more you focus on the work versus the outcome, that's how you grow. Yeah. So just take it day by day. Yeah. And that's so helpful. I'm joking. I'm not a, I'm not a patient person. I mean, I can, I can stand in the line. Okay. I'm not that kind of impatient, but I want to see the results, right? I want to see those results quickly. And when I don't see them, I often want to change gears quickly. I don't let it kind of set in and be consistent or kind of diligent to be able to see the fruits of, of that labor and that work and trust the process. And that's, that's something we talked a little bit about too, with just being, as you just mentioned, being new, 
at something. And so when we're yeah. new, you're, you're just scared. You're just like, it doesn't work. It's not working. I'm just going to change it. You're gonna, yeah. <laughs> just got to keep, keep diving yeah. back and forth to, to try to find, you know, some magic bullet that doesn't exist. Right. Yes. The next shiny object. Next shiny right? object. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. One of the things we've, we've talked about when we were preparing for this was you mentioned these three parts of your, of the business. And I, I love how you broke those down. So I'd, I'd love for you to share how you think about those three parts of your business. Yeah. So, okay. I remember talking to you about this. So I actually learned that from this coach called Simone Soul, and she talks about how there's three parts to your business. And that is the cosmetic, the structural, and the energetic. <laughs> and the cosmetic is like your website, your design, your logo, all of that, how you look, right? And then the structural is like your offer, what's your pricing like? And then the energetic is really how you feel about your business, how you're showing up in your business. And so what a lot of new entrepreneurs do, and I did this as well, myself included, is that we, we tend to focus so much on like the cosmetic and structural, but the energetic part of the business is the most important. And the reason why is because that is really what's driving everything else, right? It's like your relationship with yourself and She's, she calls it like the spirit of your business is what is going to help guide you and is people are attracted more so to the energy, right? So she's, she, I think I forget the percentage, but I know that the energetic is a lot higher. I think it's, I don't know, let's say it's 70% and then the cosmetic and structural are 20%, right? And so, or I did the math wrong, 60%, (laughs) but you get what I mean. And basically that is the most important part. And oftentimes we skip that part. So going back to what you said earlier with the shiny new objects, that's what ends up happening is like we as new coaches want to skip the part of sitting with being uncomfortable, instead we rush to the next distraction, right? Mm -hmm. Rush to, oh, but I need to have a perfect website. I need, you don't need any of that. What you need is to tell people that you're coaching and this is what you do and that you want to help them. That's enough. But your brain is always going to be telling you, no, I need this. I need that. I don't have the business cards ready, right? Like whatever it is. So that is something I continue to work on now. And it's been a really big relief the past, I would say two years, I've really shifted with working more energetically, like on how am I feeling? How am I taking care of myself? What is it that I really want to do? What really lights me up? How do I want to be showing up? Like doing the inner work to show up as a someone that as a coach that can serve other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that some part of that too, is also makes me think of the fear. Like we talked about when that stuff starts bubbling up in that energetic space, then you're almost end up using, and this is where I see in my coaching work, the, the cosmetic and structural pieces as, as like procrastination techniques almost, right. Cause you're, yeah. you're afraid or you're, you're leaning on that perfectionism tendency 
so because you don't want to tell people about your business. So you'd rather, you'd rather spend a lot of time tweaking things that don't actually bring value to the people you serve instead of just showing up and being your authentic self and the way you can best serve others. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy to hide behind quote unquote productivity. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. And I think that we can call it productive, but then at the end of the day, you'll not really feel like you're making any changes because you're not stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that's basically what I think being alive is about. And then entrepreneurship is just a very good like metaphor for life because you're <laughs> always just like, here I am. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, it's being willing to make mistakes in public and being willing to change your mind in public and being willing to say, I messed up in public or whatever it is. Right. But the truth is that no one is actually paying attention. You're the only one that cares. (laughs) Yeah. So like you could change your offer a million times. No one cares. No one cares. No one yeah. cares. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I, I remind myself of that often, even with something as starting a podcast, right? This is all new. And I had to trust that it will get better. So I had to start, you know, you, you have to start somewhere and trust that you're going to learn. The resources are going to get better. The tools are going to get better. You're going to practice. And I think that's where you mentioned some of that comparison can be so dangerous because we are looking at the coaches who are bragging about zero to six figures and aren't providing the kind of context and work that went in behind that, the support they had and everybody has their own journey. And so it's not that they're, what they did was wrong. Uh, it's just not the full story. And I think it exactly. sets up a lot of people for unrealistic expectations and that fear of starting because absolutely they're not going to start out at that level. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. It's just understanding that everything you see online is a very small fraction of what the reality is. And there's really no point in comparing yourself to anybody because no one is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned too about making sure that you're doing the self-care work. I know that as coaches, we're often pouring a lot of us and other people and doing a lot of listening and to understand and all of that work. So how, how have you been taking time for self-care and making sure that's a priority in your schedule? Oh, I love that question because I'm very passionate about it. And (laughs) so what I think is most important is having hobbies outside of your work, doing things that you love outside of your work. I think it can be tricky sometimes when you're a new entrepreneur because you're super excited about something, you're growing, you're learning, you're reading everything about the one topic, right? Whatever it is that you want to be doing. And that's beautiful. Like let yourself do that. But it's also important to continue doing things that make you happy outside of your job. So for example, I started dancing right recently, like, because I know that moving my body makes me feel better and it allows me to release stress. 
I'll go on long walks, right, with my dog, or I'll have a lot of social time with friends. Like I make sure to grab a coffee during the Monday through Friday, right? Or have dinner Monday through Friday, not just for the weekends. Like I can't always do those things, but I usually notice that my level, my energy level is so much higher when I do make time for that. And it's a, it's a way for you to step away from your business and breathe and inspire yourself to get new ideas. Right. And it's, it's allowing yourself to enjoy life and rest and connect with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that last part connecting with yourself is really like the magic. That's the secret is that if you're able to connect more with yourself, you're going to be more in tune with what is it that you really want. And you're going to be more in tune with your clients because you're going to be able to hold that space for them. So my biggest thing is just continue having fun. Like don't take yourself so seriously. I think coming from a corporate background into entrepreneurship can be a learning process with unlearning (laughs) that you have to be so serious, right? That like, even the times when I was in the office and I was like taking a break because you can't possibly be working for eight hours straight. I remember being stressed, pretending like I was working, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like that, that is something that you're going to have to unlearn as an entrepreneur. It's like, you don't need to be putting all this pressure on yourself. You don't need to be, you know, depending on what type of company worked for, obviously not every company was the same, but the company culture that I came from, it was very, you know, I don't want to say it was bad, like there's good and bad things, but there were times that like, it just wasn't healthy, right? Like if, if you're not doing X amount, then there's something wrong with you. You're not working hard enough, whatever. Right. And those are messages that we've gotten maybe from our parents, maybe from, you know, society in general. So it's really important to understand that you don't have to see yourself as this like mean boss, right? Like this like <laughs> mean boss, babe, like you can actually be really cool and really chill and kind and compassionate. And there will be times where you'll need to be real with, but I also am a huge proponent of doing therapy. I'm also a huge proponent mm-hmm. of having your own coach. I'm also a huge proponent of having a support group for you. So like, I do all of those things because I know that what I'm doing is really intense. I'm, I'm doing something for the first time where my nervous system is like, whoa, you are stepping out in all different directions. (laughs) And so I prioritize connecting with myself and I do that through hobbies. And I do that through supporting myself with humans that I know can help me, you know, holding space, the power of coaching. Yeah, that was, that was, that was so good. I have so many thoughts and notes I wanted to touch on because that was such a rich answer. I love when you said like, I'm going for long walks and it feels like such a, like kind of a cliche thing to say, but I've, and I'm sure you've found this as well. Like that's where I get the most kind of inspiration. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, sitting down on the bench, like 
writing down all these new ideas because you're just, you're just stepping away from your computer screen. You're just stepping away from being sucked into your business. And so I think that that's just really great opportunity there and really beautiful idea to keep doing that kind of work. And then I also love what you said about the transition from being in a corporate job into having your own business. As an entrepreneur, your business can have its own personality, but it's also a reflection of your personality, which is something that's missing in that corporate culture to some extent. So that was just a really good reminder, I think, for everybody to make sure that your business has your personality, right? Like you can be the life coach who's also a comedian. You can be the productivity coach that also dances, right? Like you can make those connections in your business and it's going to help help you attract clients that are great fits for you, but also make it more enjoyable because it's a reflection of who you are rather than trying to fit into some other mold that was kind of preset. Exactly. Yeah. And people are attracted to who you are, you know, like you're, you're not going to be for everybody, but you don't want to be for everybody. Right. right? And so I think it's just giving yourself permission to explore what is it that you really enjoy? How do you want to be spending your time? And when I say, how do you want to be spending your time? I mean, like personally too, it's Mm -hmm. not just about the work schedule. Your schedule should include your personal lifestyle as well, because that's a huge integrated part into why you are who you are and how you coach your clients. So I think just like making time for that and not putting that on the back burner because that's what creates burnout, right? It's, it's the thought that you can't have time for yourself. Yeah. So good. Well, my whole spiel on productivity is it's working on the right things at the right time, but it's also that it's really personal to, yeah who you are, what your lifestyle looks like, what your preferences are. And so I'd love to just take a really quick look behind the scenes of how you like to structure your day or your week and what that looks like for you. Yeah. So this is always a work in progress, but it's, it's something, something that I've learned is there's no right or wrong way to have a schedule and schedule Mm -hmm. your time. When I first started my business a few years ago, I thought there was a right or wrong way. Again, going back to that company culture, I felt like everything needed to be super structured. And, you know, I, I had a lot of guilt when I wasn't doing something productive. And then as I've grown as a business owner and as a coach and integrated all of the learnings and all of the support that I have, I understand that like, it's really depends on what I have going on in my life personally, what I have going on with my, my, my moon cycle. (laughs) And so I can take you through a week. So basically my Mondays are solely like, they're kind of like my mental health Mondays, I call them. So the later days, I don't have any calls. I just do other work if I want to, but I have a lot of space for my hobbies, my, my walks, being out in nature. If I do take calls, it's usually with friends and family. And then if I want to do like admin work or, or creative stuff, that's the day that I do it. But it's kind of like my day to just not take calls. And then Tuesday through Friday, I have my coaching calls. 
And I usually like to have them starting at noon because I like to have the mornings to myself where I can kind of center myself and move forward. Sometimes it depends, you know, sometimes that changes, but typically I like to have it later in the day. So that's kind of how it looks. I would say that I often work weekends and Mm -hmm. I say this because I, I think that there's a lot of like, oh, you work weekends, but it's like, it's my choice. Right. And I actually enjoy it. Like there's again, no wrong or right way. There's weekends where I'm like, I am not going to work. (laughs) I need this time to just be recharge. And sometimes that is very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. right? I think this is something that is also part of the work is that it takes work to rest sometimes because your brain is always telling you, no, 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 no. You have to be doing this. You have to be doing that. So I will be very aware of that and look at the thoughts that my brain is having and say, okay, what's happening here? Am I doing this out of guilt? And am I pushing through? Or is this something that I genuinely want to be doing? Cause I'm really lit up and I have all of this creative energy mm-hmm. and it feels really good. Yeah. Right. So those are, and when I say working weekends, like it's not always the whole weekend, but I'll spend a, a, a few hours here and there. So my structure is pretty fluid, but Monday through Friday, that's typically what it looks like. Yeah. I love that. It's working for you. Your business is successful and something you love to do. So I love hearing the flexibility. And one of the benefits of entrepreneurship is that you do have that calendar control, right? You do have the flexibility to say, no, I'm feeling really good. It's gross and rainy outside. So I'm just going to sit at my computer and get some work done. Or you know what? It's a beautiful day. And I would much rather be outside right now and I'll find another time to do this stuff. So there's a lot of power in that flexibility and being able to make those decisions and We have certainly talked quite a bit about how hard it is to rest when we grow up in a society that values what you produce as being, as how you add value to the world. And so I'm glad you brought that up for listeners too, because that's a good reminder that it's okay if it feels a little weird and uncomfortable to take a break. So that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. And and when you are feeling uncomfortable, just know that you're on the right path because that's the work. (laughs) Yep. yep. (laughs) Oh, you know, and then do what you can. I think two things I can add to that is just be aware of this is the thought, right? This Mm -hmm. is the thought. The thought is I'm uncomfortable because I'm not being quote unquote productive. And paying attention to the story that you create around that. Yeah. Right. It's okay to be uncomfortable. That's okay. That's, that's, we're all going to be uncomfortable as long as we're alive. So just like owning it, that's the clean pain. The dirty pain is creating a story that, oh, I'm lazy. I should be doing more. I'm not going to get ahead. I'm going to be behind. All of that is a story. So being able to, to just nip that and say, no, not today. I'm not going to engage with this. I'm going to own that I'm uncomfortable. Now, what can I do to partner with my nervous system so that I can feel a little bit better? So is there anything I can do? Maybe it's rest for another hour and then go back. Right. Mm -hmm. But at least you're aware of it and you're taking those small steps. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Such such a good reminder for definitely for myself and for everybody who's listening. I have a couple rapid fire questions, quick sure. ones that I'm going to ask, and then I would love for you to share how folks can find you, and, and we'll make sure that all that is also in the show notes as well. So, okay, are you a morning person or a night person? Night person. Night person. All the way. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> Me too. Begrudgingly, begrudgingly waking up earlier because it's hot here and I need to get stuff done in the morning. But yes, I love the nights, nice and quiet, peaceful. No emails are coming in. You can just just focus on pen and paper or all digital. I'm both. So mm-hmm. I love writing in a notebook and I love having an agenda that I write in with a paper, a paper, well, pen or paper, <laughs> pen or pencil. Mm, (laughs) Too many P's. And what I like to do is just kind of like have everything digital and in my notebook. And that helps me stay very organized. Otherwise, I don't know. I think having the opportunity to do it twice, it's in my brain. (laughs) And I also write a lot on my phone. So for example, if I'm out somewhere and I have my phone and I get like a creative or inspirational idea, I'll quickly write that down right away. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think there's a lot of flexibility in having both. Right. So you already kind of mentioned this a little bit, but what's your favorite way to relax? I would say anything in nature and baths. Oof, that's a good one. So you can follow me on Instagram where most of my content is at partner in purpose and also feel free to check out my podcast, the unpurposeful podcast. In addition to that, I'm also on LinkedIn as Caroline Kowalczyk and every other outlet you can imagine, TikTok, Twitter, but yeah, most of my content is on Instagram. And if you're curious what it's like working with me, I do offer complimentary coaching calls. So you can find that on my website at the partnerinpurpose.com. I'm happy to give references as well. Cause I said, Caroline was a huge help for me as I started my business and I still think often and rely on her teaching. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. It was so fun to catch up with you and I'm really excited to follow along on your journey on Instagram and see all the great things that you're doing. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I'm honored to be here with you today to, to connect with you. This was so much fun and I cannot wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. Talk to you soon.